Howdy gamers, it's Layton here from Layton Night, the podcast that you're currently listening to in case you accidentally stumbled upon this, in which case I am sorry, but just wanted to let you know that there is a video version of this episode that is up on our Patreon for all tiers. So if you want to join us over there, depending on the tier, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. We do mini-sodes every week. We do some fun videos. Uh, You get access to our fan discord and overall it's a really lovely time and we would love to have you there. So without any further ado, here is the audio version of this episode. So if you want to do the video version, you can go to patreon.com slash Leighton Night or not. Really whatever floats your boat. Anyway, episode... No, stop. You're not getting food. <laughs> Precious baby. She's a baby. Oh, look at well, that. Well, she's not really. She's three years old. I similarly, <laughs> she has to sit on my lap during recordings because otherwise Hi. she'll be a stinker. Oh, I, I feel like I should get Audrey. Hi. Oh my goodness. I love you too, but I'm not going to give you chocolate. So go back down on the floor. Okay, bye. <laughs> I was just eating those little like seaweed crisps and she was oh, very interested those. in them. Oh, they're the best. It's like, this is not even food really. <laughs> Are you two young enough to have had seaweed as a snack as kids? Was that around when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like in a, in a plastic thing and you rip open the metal and then it's like yeah. seaweed. Yeah. But maybe, maybe that's a California thing. It's also might be an age thing. thing. Yeah. I grew up in LA. So right. my uh, elementary school snacks were often seaweed snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey loves it. Like legitimately loves it. They're the great. wasabi ones yeah. are the best. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah. And wasabi peas. Those are really good. My dog likes yes. wasabi peas. <laughs> she was begging for them once. And I was like, you're going to take one lick of this and hate it. And then she yeah. just loved it. I like about those. I like their wasabiness and their penis. <laughs> I'm logging Wonderful. Off. Well done. Thank well you. done. Thank you, for, thank you very much. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a high five. That was me smacking that, you digitally. No, that was a high five. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was definitely a high five. I can't take credit for that joke. That's, I believe, from The Critic. Do you, you ever watch The Critic? No. I do love John Lovitz, though. It, it's, it was a great, it was an animated show around the time The Simpsons was, like, really taking off. And it was oh, John okay. Lovitz as a, as a movie critic. And it did, like, a lot of, like, pop culture parody stuff. And the pilot was... That episode that he's on with Eudora uh, Welty, with right on yeah. The Simpsons. Yes, they had a crossover. I was never a Simpsons fan. I was like a Family Guy, American Dad kid growing up. You were mm-hmm. so valid for that. Thank you. It's also I was never a South Park kid. I feel like South Park and The Simpsons might have crossed over because that's what like some of my and it was elementary school. Like I remember one of the, my elementary school friends had like a Stewie Griffin shirt. So it's like I know. It was back when I was still in elementary uh-huh. school because everybody's like, oh, you're, yeah. so, you're so young. And I'm like, but not, not as young as you think, okay? But uh, American Dad is like legitimately a great show. Oh, it's so good. I understand why people do or don't like Family Guy, right? It's a style of humor. They go pretty hard on it. American yeah. Dad, I just think is fantastic, especially once they figure out what to do with Roger, who at the <laughs> beginning was like, what are you guys doing? Once Roger like really kicks in and they find him, it's like one of the all-time great TV characters. See, I don't watch Family Guy anymore because I outgrew the humor, but I will religiously yeah. watch 
American Dad. It's, yes. it's so funny. It's so funny. The voice acting is great. Every character is great. Every arc, they sometimes actually have legitimate story arcs, which is I insane. Know. It's very yeah. rare that you'll ever see an animated show with like an actual arc. And uh, yes. American Dad yeah. does it so well. I don't know to what extent Seth MacFarlane is involved in it uh, anymore, but I feel like he did a couple things that transcended Family Guy. One was that. The other one, did you watch The Orville? No, and the reason why I I can't I can't I can understand why I can <laughs> yeah. understand why it's, it has not no it has nothing to do with Star Trek. Okay, it is it is a completely weird different personal okay. reason. I think it's a great show, and it's arcs, right? It's stories, it's characters, and he's funny. But, he's a funny guy. Once you know, it wasn't just yeah. like let's you know make fun of everybody so it's equal because like that was the funny yeah. part about Family Guy. It's like everybody was the butt of the joke, but then American Dad was like. It was funny just because it was funny. It was just like good humor. Yeah, I I don't want to reiterate this whole story because I've told this on the podcast before. But the when Family Guy first came on, it angered some people, mm, and this sure. was the 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 year I was teaching in between uh, college and grad school. I taught high school for a year, and. Uh, it turns out the headmaster of the boarding school I taught at, <laughs> which is where Seth MacFarlane went, was basically pretending to be a whole organization of uh, people boycotting the show because he no. didn't like Seth MacFarlane and he thought he was kind of being made fun of on the show. Yeah, it's a whole fucking thing. Like, I can send you a New York Times article about it. Please, about that it. is so unhinged. I love it. Yes. I didn't realize there was an article and you have to send that to me as well. <laughs> yes, there's an article. It was because at, at the time I was like, whoa, what the fuck is it? Like, you know, uh, like Seth MacFarlane went to the school, blah, blah, blah. And then all this shit came out and it was. That's was hilarious. I, I thought I yes. was petty, but that's a whole other <laughs> level of petty that I only can aspire to. Like I, my bar has been so raised. I have yes. never <laughs> pretended to be a whole campaign just to shit on somebody, but like I'm slacking. I think uh, that on the internet, that puts you in the minority of people then. I because know, most people right? have pretended to speak for thousands, right? Yeah. I know. Oh, God. I <laughs> got to pick up my game. I'm just out here, yeah. like, Photoshopping toxic exes out of photos and covering <laughs> them with anime boys, you know? And I'm like, wow, I could have been starting a whole hate campaign globally. Mika, I believe in you. I'm sure Thank you still you. can. Yeah. Thank you. My version of acceptable pettiness, just so I don't stoop low is a thing that I've developed called the above board fuck you, which is mm, if somebody pisses me off. We were just talking off, about this. Yeah. I have to be so over the top classy about it to, the, to make them feel bad for being such an asshole. That's, yeah. it's very satisfying when you pull it off. See, I, I broke mine a little bit cause I agree. Um, because I'm pretty sure my cheating emotionally abusive ex um, <gasps> yep, that was fun. He uh, pointed out that I gained weight when I was on bed rest for breaking my leg. Then cheated on me while I was on bed rest for breaking my leg. And then kept going, what? I didn't cheat on you. I didn't cheat on The girl who he was trying to cheat on sent me all the evidence. And she was oh like, hey, God. she was like, hey, beauty, uh, if you're in an open <laughs> relationship, disregard this. But like, fuck cheaters. So I just wanted to send you all of this. And I was like, oh, wow. Interesting. And to this day, he's like, I didn't cheat. And I broke up with her. Ooh. That's Rough. Fuck I'm sorry. Guy. I know, yeah, but indeed. all Fuck of that, that to guy. say, above board, I think he was expecting me to name and shame to everybody and all my followers, but I stayed very classy and I just quietly yep. deleted everything. And mm -hmm. I broke up with him back in November. And I'm just now subtly hinting 
that he was a piece of shit and photoshopping photos over him. And mm-hmm. it's January. And I've been very nice. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mika. That sucks. What an asshole. It is what it is. Oh, should we introduce this show? I guess we have to. Oh, yeah, we've just been talking. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's it's, but that's it's what called we do. a cold open. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Comedy shows do that. Coldest opens in town. That's our, that's our <laughs> motto. Yeah, everybody, this is Late Night with Brian Weck. My name is Brian Weck. Sitting across from me, as always, with our our first guest of 2024 uh, at our side. This is Leighton Gray. Leighton, say hi. Hi, I'm Leighton Gray. This morning, I got knocked over by a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) And mystery guest, would you care to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mika Burton. I didn't get knocked over by a trash can. (laughs) Did you actually? Is that true? (laughs) Yeah. Mika, what what might people know you from other than having uh, been on this show before? Oh my God, this is the first time I get to say it. You may know me from Star Trek Picard Season 3, but also probably Critical Role or Overwatch League or the general yep. internet, or the really weird horse girl that you sometimes follow that is pretty mm-hmm. sure she was her own son, child horse. Yes. I have the Indeed. ultrasound of everything. He's biologically my child. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's lovely to have you back on the show. It's always <laughs> great to see you. We've actually seen each other a couple times. One, recently from afar, because yes. you texted me at, thanks, thank Miss, just as I was driving away. <laughs> I was gonna say, and I got a really awkward photo of you, like completely zoomed in from the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild experience. As soon as I was done, I had to race to a thing, um, uh, and so it was just like pack everything up, driving away. I was on the ten, and then I got your text. I think just as I was like pulling out of downtown, no. uh, and I was bummed. I totally forgot there was like an area with friends because I we were was all just, up there you know, backstage. Yeah, I saw. Uh, Ian and Anthony for the first time in 13 years at Thank Miss. Whoa. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah. I'll have to send you guys the photos side by side. My dad did um, an April Fool's episode with Smosh when I was in like eighth grade, ninth grade or something. Whenever uh-huh. I went through my Twilight phase, because I had the Alice Cullen haircut on purpose. <laughs> oh, my um, God. oh, yeah. And so I was like, obviously in middle school, a huge fan of Smosh. And so he did a LeVar Burton buys Smosh April Fool's video and he took mm-hmm. me out of school to go film it. And so this That's picture really of me like funny. grinning with Ian and Anthony. And then I saw them at Thank Miss and they were like, oh my God, Mika. And I was like, oh my God, we haven't seen each other in like 13 years. And then we took a picture together and then side by side, they're like the exact same picture. It's very cute. That's so great. That's a, I love that. That's a fun idea for an April Fool. So the idea was that he bought the company. Yeah. And instead of shut up, he said hush up because he's LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow. It was wild. Yes. Right. You can YouTube search LeVar Burton buys Smosh and it's, it's very ancient. (laughs) We're not here to, to talk about your dad, but I was just wondering the other day, like, what must it be like to be America's father? You know, like, Uh, which is kind of, I feel like the role he's inhabiting, right? For sure. I mean, to me, it's very funny because I always I always say this, like in my whole life, he's always been like dad first. Like, I, I mean, I knew sure, of course. he was famous like from when I was sentient because like when we were out, people were like, oh, can I get a picture? And I was like, why do people care? And then like I had to have, <laughs> I was going to say I had to have the talk, but different kind of talk. Um, yeah. And then like, I always knew it, but like, you know, I did chores. I got an allowance. I sure. had to do homework. I had, I mean, my mother was like a helicopter mom. Like I didn't go out. Yeah. I didn't have parties. Like, 
A lot right. of my friends actually, we got really close, and then they would come over and be like, "Why are there Emmys here?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, my dad's yeah. a father, by the way." Well, he's and he's also like a just a working actor, right? On top of yeah. everything else, it's not like he's you know a Tom Cruise level figure. He is a guy that works and works hard for a living. Exactly, and also it's like, yeah. yes, he's like universally known, but like when I was in college, like there were a couple celebrity parents there, especially in even in my, my tiny little acting conservatory class and like their parents would like only get the boxes for the football games or like be mm-hmm. in black cars with tinted windows. And like my dad was walking around campus with me. We were like in the crowd for all of the football games, like jumping and swimming yeah. around. He was like dad duties first. And like, yes, everybody mocked yes. him, but like he was there to be a dad on parents day. Yeah. I think that it's important. This is, this is my my goal too with Audrey. And it's like, no, right? I'm nowhere near your, your dad in terms of public figure, but like, you know, it's always fatherhood first. And yeah. actually y- yesterday we were talking about something and something of this nature came up and Audrey told me to my face at the table, she was like, you might be a YouTuber, but you're not a celebrity. <gasps> and I, <laughs> And I was like, okay, you know what? Fair enough. I, uh, I I agree that there is a sense of celebrity, which I probably do not meet. And I was however. like, okay. T- <laughs> however, I was like, we've been out in public many times where people are like, oh my God, Ninja Brian. Yeah. And like, I'm like, Audrey, you've been with me. Like it happens. And she's like, yeah, you're still not a celebrity. And I love lo- that. Which I do too. I love getting roasted by her, which happens every minute of every day. It's a daughter's job. Like, I will never not roast the shit out of my father. This is what I wanted to talk about is because, you know, obviously to you, he's your dad first. And then at some point it dawns on you, probably pretty young. Oh, my God, people know who this guy is. Right. But you should always roast the shit out of your dad. And he's actually kind of he was sick of it because obviously (laughs) Star Trek Picard was the first time we've ever been on screen together. Um, right. And we actually wanted Which to wait so until I had my own established career because the wor- last thing I wanted to be was LeVar yes. Burton's daughter, the Nepo That's baby. Right. That's only acting yes. because of her dad. Um, right. So then finally we were like, this is a good time. And uh, it's actually Jordy's daughter in the script came first that he had two daughters. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned and I got Alondra rather than Sydney. It's like there was a yeah. whole audition process. It was all fair. But anyway, sure. while we were doing the press junket in New York, Every single interview, even on The View, I just roasted the shit out of him. Everybody's like, oh, how is it to work with your dad? And I was like, I mean, it's kind of boring and annoying. I mean, have you met him? And he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) This is you you sound exactly like my daughter. She tells Uh this to me all the time. It's a proud daughter thing. Yes. You have an impending having to have a real talk with your child about the Mm -hmm. nature of your work. Because oh, also, no. <gasps> she wa- she watches Let's Players also, and it's only a matter of time before that it's algorithm only- hit, serves it up. That's that and is correct. What because Daddy she did to Kirby? Googled it. Yeah, that's what Daddy did to Kirby is indeed the thing I worry about. <laughs> what Daddy did to Link um, <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> repeatedly, yes, Mario, uh, Sonic. Oh no. Uh, you know, everyone in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, uh, no. oh Metal my Gear God. Solid. Didn't she get you that uh, it's dangerous to go along, go alone tour mat <laughs> you have? Yes, no. No. And you're like, oh, great. Yep. About a month ago, 
you know, we were just kind of sitting in our living room reading or whatever. She's coloring or something. And she goes, Daddy, I Googled you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what'd no. you say? Yeah. But, you know, it, 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 the number one rule as a parent, you're a still body of water. You're right, just right. hanging out there. The goal is like, what do you think you're saying? And so I said, oh, well, you know, that's interesting. What did, what did you see? <laughs> right. And nothing bad. You know, she was just like, mm-hmm. it said uh, Ninja Brian, Ninja Sex Party. Okay. Know, Star, Star Bomb did not come up. That's the one I'm most that's worried about. That's concerning. Yeah. But yeah. So you're less concerned about Ninja Sex Party, and but very concerned about the Star Bomb songs. Yes, because, okay, so with, with NSP, there's like different tiers. There's songs where we don't swear and are just kind of stupid. You know, right. that's why she's been listening to those for years. Um, then there are songs where there are like swears. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some where it's like an errant shit here or there. And then there's <laughs> My some. My favorite kinds of shit. In, yeah, indeed, indeed. Just walking through shit, shit, yes. shit. Yes. Uh, and then there are some which have like a lot of fuck in them. Right. Uh, but aren't sexual. It's just a swear word. Right. And then there are some that are, you know, NC-17. And <laughs> those are the ones where we have not as long as I would like before she can listen to She's those, right? Them. She's going to yeah. find them. And that's fine. Like, you know, we've we've talked about this sort of stuff with her. She doesn't realize that I'm essentially a pornographer for my job, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, she, you know, it'll get there. That stuff is fine. The stuff I'm more concerned about is taking these characters that she loves. I mean, love. She is a huge gamer. She's a huge gamer. Huge gamer. How much does she like Link? A lot. She dressed up as Link last Halloween. (laughs) Oh, you're doomed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doomed. And there, you know, uh, with Starbomb, it gets pretty raunchy. None Mm -hmm. more so than Kirby. Uh, a oh song God. from our first oh album where we we do everything to Kirby. I mean, everything. Uh-huh. You sure do. Kirby had a great time. Uh, <laughs> it, it's gross. I mean, it it is the one song I have ever written, recorded, whatever, where I was like, I don't think I would do that again. Um, oh, I, I've heard it. Yeah. I, yeah. We all I have. see why. Yeah, we've, we've the all title heard alone. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, the first God. song we wrote. As no. Yes. That was the first one. That was that was before Danny joined Game Grumps. That was oh just, hey, God. we want to do it. Aaron wanted to do like a hip hop type thing and gaming, blah, blah, blah. And we just tried that as a track and then started writing a whole album. And then Danny. Well, you know, Grumps when the muse to violate Kirby strikes, yeah, just you, you must follow take it wherever it. it goes. I mean, look, well, yeah. I mean, look at his mouth, right? Like, I think she'll be okay, but I do worry about this. I would like to talk about getting bodied by a trash can today. Oh, please. I, it's, God, I need yeah. to hear the story. It's yes. not actually interesting. I just was dragging the trash out. And because people go through the trash all the time, uh, the lids were open. And so I was pushing it off the curb and then just did a like slipping on a banana peel thing backwards and just dumped the trash oh, no. on me. <laughs> oh, dumped no. the tra- oh, I thought it was empty when you said that I before. Think- Nope. Oh, wait. So I just wow. it, fucking like five in the morning, biffed it uh, and was laying there with my Uggs on and my pajama pants and garbage on me. In a movie about your life, that would be too on the nose. A hundred percent, because immediately afterwards, after I got my coffee, I went to my balcony, which I spent an hour and a half cleaning last night, took two sips and then dropped it on the ground. And 
no. <laughs> it was um it was that kind of morning. See, I was imagining like uh if you were on a hill, like a trash can comically coming <laughs> down at you, like, oh no, yeah. and then you just got bodied and like that's what yeah. I imagined. But yeah, like, like that sadder. movie rubber with the tire that's just coming oh, after right. you. No, it was simply me <laughs> prat falling in the Is worst position good? possible. Is rubber any no. good? No. no. No, it's not. Which sucks. Who would have thought that the killer tire movie would be bad? But you know what is good? What? Teeth. What's that? Oh, oh I've shit. Been I haven't seen that teeth. one. I've never seen also, teeth. Also, you can see a very blurry Rini right there. Yep, there she is. Cryptid. <laughs> well, speaking of creatures, I very yes. badly want to, want to hear about your horse. Oh, you mean sweet Aragorn, son of Aragorn, <laughs> regal heir to the throne of Gondor. Uh-huh. Descended from the Dunedain. Okay, anyway. Uh, yes, my boy's <laughs> name is Aragorn. I've had him for about two years now. Two, mm-hmm. two years now. He is from Belgium. Mm-hmm. He is Hot. a Danish, right? He's a Danish warm blood, but he was born in Belgium. Oh, it's just international. How, yeah, he's, he's yeah. just how like horse lineages go. It's like a specific mm-hmm. breed of warm blood. Because little do people know, importing a horse like that's a fancy warm blood jumper is less expensive than buying them here in America because the horse industry is crazy inflated. Damn. And is it boat or plane? How do they get here? Plane. And they call it air horse one. What? Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. I have to, I have to Google horse plane. Please tell me the horse president is always on that. (laughs) This is so hard. What? It's really cool. Look at they them. Like, yeah, they retrofit a giant plane into um, stalls with hay and vets and grooms fly with them to make sure that, you know, they're this okay. But like, they don't have to incredible. be tranquilized or anything. They're just vibing. Yeah, have a little mm-hmm. in-flight snack. Yeah, they're hanging, having a good time. This, this, this reminds rules. me of like, uh, I had a family friend who was a very like Jersey equivalent of Valley Girl who just had these amazing lapses in common sense who was really baffled mm. by the idea of imported meat because she was like how do they ship all of the cows from across like do they put them on a plane <laughs> uh-huh. which i guess horses on a plane I mean, but yeah but i feel like cows would be a very different experience indeed yeah, yeah that plane would smell great well i'm sure it doesn't smell great with the horses either to be fair it's not okay maybe it's because i'm conditioned to horse smell but i don't mind barn smell I don't mm-hmm. like horse pee smell because, like, a- any animal pee has that ammonia tang. Yeah. Um, yeah. But T- any tastes other- great, smells terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a whole other conversation entirely. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I don't mind barn smells. I think it's because I also grew up around horses. Like, I smell yeah. horse shit, and I'm like, ah. Oh. Riding in the morning, you know, it's 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 earthy. Like barn smell is comforting. It makes you feel provincial. And technically, horse poop is just like hay. It's not like like dog shit. That's always like, oh my god, that is like how can something, especially for my toy poodles, I'm like, how can something so small produce a smell so big? Oh, my dog's actively farting right now on my lap. Rini just farted a couple minutes ago, and it's rank. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't understand how they do it. But yeah, horse poop is just like whatever. I also grew up around horses somewhat, and this is not <gasps> a bit, for uh many years, like my parents would they they owned a couple horses. It was like their 
this was like an upper middle class Jersey thing. So they weren't like the super, you know, rich horse, horse type. They had like a couple in a barn or state, just a barn or stable. What do you, what do you barn. say? I mean, barn. the stable yeah. would be like the inside, but like everything is the barn. Okay, cool. That were nearby. So we didn't keep them too close to where we live, but we would go to horse mm-hmm. shows like every summer for Love horse a shows. lot of my childhood. And my, my mom would ride. My dad mm-hmm. would drive the cart and my sister mm-hmm. rode as well. They would not oh, let me that. anywhere near a fucking horse. I was <laughs> not capable of dealing with it. I, A, the idea of trying to get up on a horse at, at my level of athleticism was not feasible. So they wouldn't let me near the horse, but I grew up around a lot of horse horse shows. And then for a while, my sister was like working in a, in a uh, barn every summer, you know, going to horse, doing the whole horse thing. So I also grew up around horse. Around horse, singular. Around horse. Back to Air Horse One and your your beautiful baby. So my beautiful baby boy came over on Air Horse One and they keep geldings at LAX for like three days in quarantine and they keep mares for like two weeks, you know, just fuck women, I guess. In in the Delta Sky Lounge. (laughs) I wish. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. Delta Sky Barn. Yeah. There it is. I would love that for him. But no, he uh, he was just a small baby boy. And well, he came to my barn, the old barn I used to ride at. And they like pulled him off a trailer. And I just immediately started bursting into tears because this wasn't something I ever thought I'd be able to do in my life. You know, like I wasn't that like rich horse girl that grew up and their parents were yeah, like, yeah. here's your 15 horses. Like, yes, I learned how to ride at a riding camp for the first like two years of me getting back to riding during the pandemic. I was leasing horses and, you know, that's the most affordable way to do it. And then I booked Star Trek and I had Star Trek money. And I was Mm. like, I'm going to use that to buy myself a baby boy. But I wasn't going to buy in America because they're like $150,000 here. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm going to more than half that price and import him. And that was That's the amazing. price of importing him and him himself was still less than half of that. That's crazy. You know, wild, somewhat relevant. We can get back to the horse thing in a second. Do you know what I learned? Do you know how zoos get animals? No. This sounds like the they, setup for a joke. It's not. <laughs> it does. I, I, I've never told a joke because my comedy career can verify. Uh, they trade with other zoos because like legally you can't buy exotic. <laughs> like wild, Pokemon. Right. So they trade like Pokemon with other zoos. That's exactly right. So the like people behind the zoos are like, okay, we can do two peacocks for three badgers. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's a bad deal. You got to throw in a seal, right? Throw in a seal and a flamingo, and then you can get, you know. So yes, the zoos get animals from other zoos by trading their animals. So that's how it get you get the wide breadth of animals in one zoo. It's because you contact japan and you're like i need your local animals and they're like uh-huh. we need your local animals we do you like you said like pokemon they all yep. go up into the sky and the, the gym leaders switch, fight and then they come back <laughs> yep so you put there's some kind of i can't remember what it is some kind of message board or something or you just put out hey you know i'm this person at this zoo and we want this and then other zoo people look at it and they're like oh i think we you know we can work something out there like we got one of those what do you got you know there is some juicy drama on the oh. zoo people forums. There There's got to be. be. Yeah. I just, the way I like to think they do it is they line all the animals up and they like see by like how much they like them. And then they pick like 
the you know the real jerks, and they try to <laughs> offload them to other zoos. Oh like, man, that's I love that. I love that we're creating yeah. zoo drama. I wonder if there's like a am I the asshole forum, but just for zookeepers. <laughs> a- am I the alligator? No. <laughs> am I the alligator? I like that. That's pretty uh, funny. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I did no, the, the, you're good. the buying I, horse thing just reminded me of that. I learned I something so new that. today. But yeah, like fast forward to now. Obviously, I've taken a bit of a break since I was run over by a horse, but it wasn't just a horse. It was an out of control rider who was doing bad <gasps> things. Oh, and I didn't she know, ran I didn't me over that. and used me like a speed bump. <sighs> and you broke your leg. Uh, badly. Um, yeah. Side note the most pain I've ever experienced in my life, so badly that my brain has blocked it out, um, is when they had well, to wait set until this my podcast bones. is over. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they had to set my bones. So it's just two grown men pressing on either side of my oh. leg because my bones, so bones are supposed to do this, right? My yep. bones did this. Oof. And so you have to set them. Yeah. When I say there was this nurse because my mom was screaming, give her more drugs because I apparently was lifting off the bed like the exorcist. Oh. So, you know, classic girl hands. It was like bottle of morphine, bottle of anti-nausea, bottle of morphine, bottle of anti-nausea in her hands. <laughs> she was like funneling it into my IV. That's the last thing I remember before my brain blocked out. Oh my out. God. Um, my dad said that he had to hold me down by the shoulders oh. because I was screaming. Oh, Mika. Oh my um, God. And then I remember waking up in like a morphine induced haze and my, my mom was like trying to feed me rice. (laughs) And I was like, where, oh, but to top it all off, that happened the day before my birthday. And I was in Cedars for so long. It was like, happy 29th birthday. I have a broken leg in the hospital. How's your leg doing now? Yeah, it's just about to It's okay. Um, I was on bed rest for four months. The aforementioned four months when I gained weight, my boyfriend cheated on me because of it. And then I was in rehab for the next couple of months. Like I couldn't walk, um, after bed rest, I was on crutches and in a boot, which is why I had to wear a boot to the Taylor Swift concert The bedazzled um, that boot. I bedazzled. Yep. It took me three days to hand bedazzle a boot. And then just recently in the past like month or two, I can walk. But after like a couple hours of being on my feet, it swells up and it hurts. Yeah. So I found a solution to riding. There's a thing called an Australian saddle. It's like if an English jumping saddle, a Western saddle, and a dressage saddle all had like a weird child together. Now, this sounds like the setup to a joke. Yes, this does. It really does. Um, But so essentially, it's like an English saddle with a really deep seat and longer stirrups. So it takes the pressure off of my ankle because English saddles, you're kind of hiked up so you can jump. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's comfortable. And I am going to start riding again probably next week, which is great. (gasps) Okay, cool. So, but all that to say, I love my boy. He is also the sweetest horse. Geldings are just really, really sweet. It's like you cut Mm -hmm. off their balls. That's what my sister had. Yeah. Right. Uh, That's why, you know, no offense, Brian, but I I am with geld all men. I'm like, maybe that'll make everybody (laughs) just snip off everybody's balls because it works for horses. Because when they're stallions, they're assholes. But if you cut their nuts off, they're golden retrievers. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look, if I had my nuts detached and I could use them for segments or or comedy, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, I would happily do that. I think that would be a fun prop. Would you do right? like a formal, like Rasputin's dick, like formaldehyde jar? What? What? A what? Layton, you know, elaborate. They, 
they have his dick in a jar, right? It's it, it, because it's huge. He had a famously huge dick. Rasputin yeah. was hung like a horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's part of it. <laughs> there was a lot. There was a lot going on down there, as they say. Yeah. What? Where is it? I I'm scared to ask. Where isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Goes no. around That's the not world. An yeah. <laughs> I there's I forget what it's called because it has a really funny like formal name. But there's a dick museum, and I forget Stop. where it is. Hold on. Oh, I'm gonna find that's it. one of my all time favorite uh, office lines where. Uh, Dwight and Jim are trying to impress Timothy Oliphant, who's like mm-hmm. the hot new salesman. Yeah. And Dwight's like, follow my lead, follow my lead. And <laughs> they, they walk past Timothy Oliphant and Dwight goes, and that's when she said, that's the biggest penis I've ever seen. <laughs> and I said, that's why I bought us tickets to the penis museum where there are a thousand bucks each. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I'm misquoting I'm misquoting the lines lately, but I like that a lot. The name of the museum is the Icelandic Phallological Museum. Phallological. Oh, cool. So yeah. why who decided, you know what, I have a great idea for a museum? Dicks. Well, I mean, preaching to the choir. <laughs> Are you okay with <laughs> I'm gonna drop a link to Rasputin's dick? Yeah. Please do. Hell yeah. I need to see this. It's in a jar. Oh, I'm very excited. This is the fastest I've ever clicked on a link right now. <laughs> I'm right in it. Is a foot long, standard dick length, yes. Uh, wait, wait. Is there an image on this? Yeah, there is. Wait, where is that on the link? I think it's not safe for okay. work, so you got to oh, click on the link. my God. Wait a minute. There it is. What in the world? That's like an <laughs> elephant dick. Wait, they- what is wrong with his penis? I think they all look like that in my experience. <sighs> this is fantastic. I love the pictures where they put a curtain around yeah. it, just a little red curtain. This is really great. Did you read this sentence? The first phallic object believed to be Rasputin's penis turned out to be a sea cucumber. Is anyone else seeing this sentence? <laughs> I remember I seeing that already. <laughs> kind of like... Sailors thought that manatees were mermaids because they wanted to fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I love a little manatee. They're so cute. Right? Or isn't it like people thought that Nessie was Nessie, but it was actually just whale penises popping out? Oh, really? Whoa, that dicks was? out for Nessie. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. In the lake? Maybe it wasn't the lake, but people were like, oh, I saw a sea monster in the ocean. It's like, no, it's not. It's just a whale penis. Yeah, just a whale dick. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, every culture has mistaken a whale penis for something really hot and cool. I honestly <laughs> think that we need to have like an educational system on diverse penises of the universe because I think that this would stop the world from thinking that, you know, a sea monster is not a sea monster, it's a penis. Yeah, that's right. It's it, it, dick education. If yeah. only I was in a sex band, yeah. Oh, <laughs> All we cryptids, have your next it's song. just their dicks. Yeah, it's just their dicks. Yeah. R- I sucked r- Mothman's dick. Oh God! I wish <laughs> that's is that a shirt? That should be a shirt. No, but that it's, must be it's, a shirt. It's going off of the Bigfoot is real, and he tried to eat my ass hat. I do oh love that yes, hat. right. That is that is a mm-hmm. good hat. There is a yeah. lot of real like ass related Mothman merch. I know now that for I'm yeah. because yeah. the cheeked up Mothman in uh, West Virginia, like. Wait. What's what? up with those oh, yeah. asses? Okay. Yes, <laughs> that's, hold that's, on. That's why on. that bridge collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I recently he's dummy thick. I rewatched that movie recently. Oh my Wait, god! Did we talk Mothman about this? Prophecies? It's you know awful. it with Richard Gere. It's bad. 
it's bad. It has some good moments in it, but it's it's pretty bad. As my letterbox review says, how could you make a movie where Richard Gere has phone sex with Mothman this uninteresting? <laughs> You're so right, though. You yeah. are absolutely correct. They fucked it up bad. I like that phone call. I like his voice. Indrid Cold. I remember that. He has a cool phone yeah. voice. I would talk to that guy on the phone. Yeah, I would pay a hotline to talk to that guy. For hours, I would be like, what word am I looking at right now? And he'd be like, sneakers. I think that'd be really <laughs> fun. Okay, Mothman phone sex hotline. Hear me out. Oh, I think no, that you're right. We have AI girlfriends. Why not? Uh-huh. You call a number, you pay 10 bucks a minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Mothman talks you off. Why not? Free I money. think it should be all the cryptids. We get Mothman. Oh. We get the Jersey Devil. Mongolian death worms. There you go. Yeah. Cryptid phone sex hotline. This is a, a fantastic band name, but also what a great <laughs> idea for a project. Thank I like you. this a lot. Yeah, I think so. This is like how George Nori of Coast to Coast made a dating site, paranormaldate.com for people who Ooh. are into conspiracy theories to hook up. Mm-hmm. So it's like farmersonly.com, but for yeah. nerds. Yeah, I don't know if it still exists. And also that it surely has devolved into pure like 5G conspiracy theory people. Oh, uh, I'm oh sure. for sure. I think for this, we should hire people who just talk in their normal voices. And they should be like very specific regional accents like Philly or Boston or Virginia. whatever. Like, yeah, West Virginia yeah. for the Mothman, yeah. This is Mothman. What's up? How yeah. can I get you off today? What <laughs> <laughs> a question. <laughs> Customer look, service, five out of five. Like, damn. Mothman intends to please. And they're not going <laughs> to screw around, right? Mothman wants everyone to have fun. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Those glowing red eyes. Layton, I was just about to say <laughs> those eyes. And you beat me to it by like half a second. But we were totally on the same page. And we have we have Bigfoot who can just be like a daddy and, and you know make what they say about jo- big feet. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They're at the bottom of Bigfoot. <laughs> that is what they say. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. There, uh, there's the okay, Fresno Bigfoot. night crawlers. I love Fresno night crawlers so much. The legs go all me? the way up. Oh, they're wait, just little guys. Wait a minute. We've got a chupacabra, but the cabra Yo. isn't the only thing getting chupid. What? Because chupa, doesn't that mean to suck? Does it? Isn't misinterpreting the name of the chupa? I thought it was a goat sucker. Oh, right. You're right. It is oh. a goat sucker. That's why the so lollipops right. are chupa chups, right? Like, because you suck. Yeah, you no, su- you're totally you suck right. On them. I just, so. I, I thought, <laughs> I thought you're just like making a weird joke. Me? No. I know. Crazy. I would, please. I would never. <laughs> you would never. What's the name of this cryptid phone sex hotline? You want to fuck Mothman? 1-800-FUCK-MOTHMAN. <laughs> uh-huh. I do. Oh, it should be 1-900. I do. I like a 900 number. That'd yeah, 1-900-FUCK-MOTHMAN. Yeah. Okay, if you made that as like a late night style commercial, I, that would do numbers. Oh, yeah. We can do better on the name, I think. That's true. We, You're it, right. You're very right. general. We can be general, right? Yeah. Like, I, my first instinct is something like cryptgasm. but. Ooh. <laughs> Cryptgasm is now my new username on fucking everything. <laughs> well, there yeah, right. Because that's also uh, it sounds like a uh, like a black metal band, right? It does, yeah. like a speed metal, yeah, like a speed mm. metal band. One nine hundred Crypt Dicks. Ooh, oh, I, like, I okay. love that. 
Very good. It's not okay. as inclusive, I'm on board with that. but. Yeah. That's fine. This is a whole sticker line, honestly. Yeah. This is this is merch. This is shirts. And if you're into something really specific, one eight hundred cucked by a cryptid or one eight hundred cryptid cucking. Cucked by a cryptid is very very good, and also I the title like of this like episode. A shirt. I got cucked by yep. a cryptid, and all I got is this stupid T-shirt. <laughs> and also, yeah. Mothman had sex with my wife. <laughs> 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 my wife's yes. boyfriend, Mothman. <laughs> My wife. <gasps> Guys, money-making ideas. I mean, yet. we are really, really on something now. Are we missing any major cryptids? Uh, we are missing some cryptids. Uh, Mika, you said Jersey Devil. That's a, that's a good one. We said one. Fresno Nightcrawlers. Oh, uh, uh, my second uh, favorite, Jackalope. Oh, a Jackalope. Oh, yep, that's the Jack and Offalope. That's a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The Jack and Offalope. Oh, we love that. We're going to put Yeti in with Bigfoot. Or no, those are separate. No, I think they they're do separate. They live in different places. Yeah. And one, it's like if you get really hot at night, you can cuddle with the Yeti. If you get really cold at night, you can cuddle with That's good. Bigfoot. You or know? you you can have a, a, a three-way with them. And I'm trying to think of the uh, initialism, which would be like, you know, something like some equivalent of like the MMF, you know, but it's like the, the hmm. BYF threesome <laughs> with Bigfoot like Yeti. That. Yeah. Oh, you know, a major one we're missing is the Flatwoods monster, which is I one of, I've, I've considered getting a Flatwoods monster tattoo because the drawing is the amazing. Flatwood monster. Yo, that's great. Right. It's my job that. specifically <laughs> to do this with things. So this is what I mainly yeah. make money from. Um, the Fatwood monster. That's very good. What else? I'm do looking we get, at a list Layton? of of cryptids, and I wish there were like. It's not sorting it. Oh, giant anaconda. Easy. Done. Easy. Oh. Too, too done. Yeah. Just real quick aside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anytime I think about anaconda, I think about one of my all-time favorite NSP tweets that I wrote, which was, oh my, God. <laughs> my anaconda don't want none unless you've got small mice and rodents. Wow. Well, that was actually good. I know, Brian, that you can't get this out. By the time we turn around this episode, we probably won't have it, but I need you to make a theme song for every single time you reference one of your own NSP tweets, or I'll make it and it's going to be a dunk. So you need to get on it before I do. That's fine. Look, I I can't help it if I was tweeting bullshit for 15 years. Um, (laughs) What are other, we we must be missing other cryptids, right? Skunk ape. Oh, yeah, the skunk ape. That's one. Well, I mean, we mentioned Nessie. Nessie is a cryptid, technically. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sasquatch mm-hmm. is kind of like covered. It's Bigfoot Yeti. Yeah. 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 What else? Sasquatch and this ass. No, that's. Yo, no, that's ass Sasquatch. Right. Asquatch. Yeah. yeah. The most popular cryptid in every U.S. state. This will be like when Pornhub oh, releases like recently. what the top searches are. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. The Dover Demon. Werewolves, werewolves, werewolves. Is, is that a cryptid? Just... I don't think of them as a cryptid. No, it's apparently a, a bunch I mean, of I states' favorites. I know we yeah. all would. Yeah, I think we've we've hit all of the major bases. Uh, there's the Wendigo, but the you know the cultural oh oh. the cultural appropriation element of that. Mm. Or no, not skinwalkers. Supernatural though. Wendigo. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's different. Skinwalkers walking all over that skin. Yep. Done. Yep. Someone should. Relatedly, come up with like a monster manual for all the D and D creatures, but it's all just about how fuckable they are and their different sex <laughs> skills 
and I'm sure that exists. That's what, it must, but in, in an organized format that you can look up mm. and roll against, you're that right. I'm less no, sure right. about, right? Yeah. It's probably just a degenerate list somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of sailors wanting to fuck manatees, I mean, there's the scientist who made his whole career off of wanting to fuck dolphins and then fucking oh, dolphins yeah. and I then have writing a name. the novel. <laughs> <laughs> Writing the novel Wet Goddess about his relationship with said dolphin and then later the dolphin self-deleted. Yep. That was the one that he forced a lot of drugs into. Is that the same one? Yeah, because he was in the same zone as like his mentor was Wilhelm Wilhelm Reich, who wrote like, you know, seminal texts on fascism and is also like a cartoonishly horrible piece of shit. Yeah. So he he wanted to channel orgasm energy, right? Yeah, which is uh, a thing that, Homebody is partially based on. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, because the accumulator in the game is like based off of uh, the organic accumulators that kind of came out of that movement, that like mm-hmm. weird beat pseudoscience shit. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry, please Mika, say what you were going to say. Yeah, no, I was going to say, are we talking about the same dolphin fucker that like took ecstasy with a dolphin and then filled a room with like enough water for the dolphin to swim around and fucked it? Whoa. Probably. Okay. I think so. How many, <laughs> How many could there, there be? Apparently yeah. <laughs> a lot. And apparently dolphins are also like in the ocean will non-consensually yes, oh, yes. fuck. Big time. Yeah. They also, yeah. I, here's a fun fact that I know. <laughs> oh no, I feel like it's not going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> the velocity at which a dolphin nuts in the mm-hmm. manuals that this guy and other people wrote about how to fuck dolphins, they warn you not to let yourself be penetrated because the velocity will cause internal damage. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, I'm just going to ask you to back up real quick for a second here so we can we can talk about this. A dolphin jizzes so powerfully that if it happened inside your body, it could hurt you. Is this the, the content of what you're saying? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which Start obviously crying. somebody learned the hard way. Right. You don't have a warning like that unless somebody knows. The thing is that the ER, they've heard everything. I think that's the one zone where they'd be like, dude. No. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We can't treat that. Go home. <laughs> you freak. But isn't there, for most animals or a lot of animals, right? Somebody at some point is collecting their jits, right? Mm hmm. Like this, yeah. there's someone out there whose job it is to collect dolphin semen. I remember reading something once about uh, wild boars. And if you want to jerk off a wild boar, apparently what you need to do, and this has proved useful in my life a few times, uh, <laughs> what you need to do is you need to scratch it. They love being scratched. I guess they're very itchy. And so you, people who collect <laughs> wild boar semen, uh, and I count myself among them, they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you just get this this pig in front of you just start scratching it scratching and scratching it and while you're scratching it it's so into it then you can <laughs> let nature take its course i i what don't happened know how to, to this episode to <laughs> i mean it's we started talking about we we fixed the audio issues or or the internet issues and yeah. now now we're just off to the races yeah we got to get on shark tank <laughs> and, and just get there and be like, I was under the impression there would actually be sharks here and how do we jerk them off? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're immediately removed from the premises. <laughs> Don't look in my bag. Yeah. No. You trip and just a bunch of jars fall out. <laughs> there was something else I really wanted to talk about. 
Yeah, I just got to say this because I, I thought this was so interesting. Okay. So, uh, you know what a shibboleth is? It's like a pronunciation where like insiders know how to say it, but mm-hmm. if you're from outside, then you don't. So okay. a good example is like every city name in Massachusetts where right. you think it's Quincy, but it's Quincy, or you think it's Peabody, but it's Peabody, right? Or like so, Melbourne, Melbourne. Yes, that happens exactly. in Austin too. Instead of San Jacinto, they say San Jack, or instead of Mueller, they say Miller. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we all have these things we grew up with, like, you know, uh, what, what's a, what's an LA one? Like, Kahuenga or something, people who don't yeah, say, know how to say Kahuenga. But uh, there's an opposite of a shibboleth, which is a thing someone says where you immediately know they don't know what the fuck they're talking about yeah, and they're an outsider. That. And apparently the name for this is a Frisco. Oh my because God. Because nobody in San Francisco says fucking Frisco. If you say, right. hey, you know, I love Frisco, you're not from San Francisco. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I discovered this. Yesterday, I forget how this came up, but, you know, somewhere on the internet, Gretchen McCullough, a great internet linguist, has a post about it. But I was curious if you two have any, like, Frisco's where you're like, the moment someone says this, you're like, no, shut up. Because there are a million of these. It's just kind of hard to think of maybe on the spot. For me, it's when somebody tries to talk about ballet or, or equestrian anything and mm-hmm. I know, like, you've never been on point. Or, like, no, you were not a show jumper. When they say, yeah. like, oh, I jumped, like, five feet. And it's, like, once you get past a certain, it's meters. Like, nobody jumps five feet. You know, mm-hmm. it's, like, mm-hmm. it's those small things where I'm, like, oh, you're lying. That's yeah. cool. Or I've yep. seen somebody tie their uh, point shoes when they shouldn't be on point for, like, cosplay. And their mm-hmm. ribbons are, like, on the wrong side. They're on the outside. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like... Mm-hmm. That's right. They're going to be visual Frisco's too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't have like specific terminology ones, but literally anytime I see a Reddit commenter talk about anything in game development, it's like you oh, are simply God. incorrect and you don't know which department does which yeah. thing. Like you sound totally. like a fucking idiot. I feel the same about the entertainment industry when everybody's yeah. just speaking with knowledge that they do not have, and I'm like, oh my God, you know yeah. nothing. Or about like yeah. PR. Specifically, when oh, everybody yeah. was like, um, Taylor Swift is in a PR relationship with Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, those don't happen. Like, those aren't <laughs> real. The only ones that those are real for are to, like, promote a movie. But even now, they don't do that. Like, what yeah. PR would that be? I feel like that's <laughs> a thing from the 50s or something, it's, right? Like, yes. Like, the thing from Hail Caesar, if you guys ever saw that Coen Brothers yes. movie. They, like, kind of put these two stars together publicly because they want to be seen. Yeah. And that was, like, the Disney Channel kids too they would like right. like oh they're like with right. the jonas brothers and miley cyrus but it's like yeah what? and i was always yeah. like so what what pr do you think that they're getting and they're yeah. like well you know and i'm like no what please please tell me for me it's anytime someone talks about math in a movie or writes an Ooh. equation like rachel gets mad at me for this because i will always if there's like a chalkboard or something i'm like oh my god oh my god and i have to freeze it and look at how the person writing that clearly had never written math before there's a there's a scene in the uh, edward norton incredible hulk mm-hmm. movie where someone they're talking about uh giving someone a dose of the hulk serum or whatever the fuck it is and i think it's tim blake nelson that goes if we're off by even the smallest integer we're going to be in trouble <laughs> oh no now an integer 
is a whole number. Zero, one, two, three, four, right? That's an integer. Yeah. And I was like, how did this pass? Every fucking level of like people reading this, onset, offset, whatever, to get off by the smallest integer. Oh my, it drove me insane. Because it sounds I'm a, smart, yeah. Ryan. It, it sounds smart. That's a math word. You have identified a math word. Great. But what's so funny is you know. I almost flunked out of every math class I've ever been in. Didn't realize I had whatever it is, dyscalculia or whatever until like uh-huh. I was an adult. But I knew that integer was a whole number. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like and that's bad. It, it was it was really egregious, but oh, yeah. Brian, uh, anybody saying that they're an expert in quantum physics or quantum mechanics, like that person who would not stop emailing oh, us to book their energy Mika. healing on our show? Mika, what? we they they stopped because I wrote them a strongly Scathing. worded email. <laughs> there was this PR company. I don't know how they got our email. They would keep sending us these people to be on the show and be like, yeah, you know, this very generic kind of thing, and they were all like quantum healers. One person claimed to be on the quantum council, which is a thing I would know people on if it was real. Right. But it's not. So, you know, and it was like the bullshittiest bullshit of all time. And I was so mad about this after like the first one I can be like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to do The third time they pitched this, you know, bullshit dealer for the show. I wrote them back and, you know, I was like, you know, hi, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like, uh, you know, we do not have uh, advocates of pseudoscience on our show. We don't have them on now. We're never going to have them on. Please stop emailing me. Yeah. Didn't you also throw in your PhD there like that you are? Yes, I did. I did. That's right. I said I I have a, you know, I was a, a doctorate. I have a researcher in actual quantum physics. This stuff is bullshit. And the PR person wrote back and said, sorry for the missed mark. We'll take you off our list. And I was like, sorry for the missed mark. No, no, I'm not mad that you're pitching, just (laughs) mad that you're pitching this person to me. I'm mad that this person is a, that way. Anyway. That's, you should have sent like some really complicated equation and been like, sure, if you solve this, you can be on my show. That's right. Yeah. Great. Oh, I like that. Right. But also like second point. Quantum Council sounds like the some quant- shit in Ant-Man. Like, I'm on the Quantum yeah. Council. 100% like, it does. What? Yes, yes. The quantum and not just fucking somebody council. selling snake oil and pay for my course, which is a bunch of webcam pay videos I made. Course. Oh, God. Oh, like the woman who said that you can yeah. pray away uh, bad eyesight. You just have to oh. think hard enough and you don't need glasses anymore. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's do segments because I will segments, run down yes. that tangent for fucking ever. Yes. Uh, Brian, yes, introduce same. your pet segment. Now, every every week on the show, we have our pop culture recommendation segment. This is where you okay. get to talk about some pop culture, although it could be, you know, high culture if you want. doesn't necessarily no. need no, to I be pop. <laughs> um, it could be book, movie, video game, anything you've been enjoying recently. This segment we do every week. It's called What's Poppin'? And the theme song goes here. <laughs> What's poppin'? What's poppin'? I don't like to draw out the intro, so yeah, let's just move right into it. Yeah. Okay. Mika, so I am here to discuss and and make sure that everybody comprehends the significance of parentheses Taylor's version. So okay. Taylor Swift, obviously, Great. everybody knows she's America's pop star. She is dating the phenomenal uh, athlete Travis Kelsey, but beyond that. Taylor Swift used to be someone who was fat-shamed, slut-shamed, ridiculed. She was 
publicly humiliated by Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. She has gone through a lot of shit in her 15 years of creating music simply for being a woman and writing about her exes like every man does. So people were like, ah, she all she does is write about her exes. First of all, her discography is incredibly vast. She has songs about feeling like her girlhood was taken away by the media and by older men that she's dated. She has songs of beautiful tribute to her grandmother, who was an opera singer. And in the background of it, it's her grandmother's opera singing. She has songs about finding yourself and being who you are and like loving yourself and fighting against abuse. She is beautiful. She is a poet. Harvard is about to have multiple classes on just Taylor Swift. And I say all of this as a preamble to the fact that her masters were held against her by a horrible asshole named Scooter Braun. And so she decided, she was like crashing, depressed. She couldn't own her own music. And so a friend recommended to her, why don't you just fucking re-record it? Mm. Just do it all again. And so now as a show of resilience and beauty and power, she has re-released almost all of her albums with the parentheses Taylor's version. They have officially outsold all of their original versions. As a Swifty, people stop streaming the old versions, delete it from everything they own, only give money to Strictly Taylor. And because Taylor even has a song about this, about being a mastermind, because she loves leaving Easter eggs to her fans. She like creates puzzles that we shut down Google once because she locked her vault tracks behind Google puzzles because she knows that we love puzzles. And the two last albums that she has yet to release are the album's reputation and her debut album, Taylor Swift, because all she has left is her name and her reputation. Mm-hmm. This woman, I like, people are like, oh, you're a Swifty. You're like a stupid teen girl. I'm like, no, 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 no. She is so deep and has, and also everybody who's ever met her, everybody who ever works with her is like, she's just like an introvert who's very kind and has always been the same person. When she was like a teenager and she just first started, one of her first interviews was like, I want to make enough money to give money to the people that deserve it. On her tour, all of her truck drivers got 150,000 bonus just because she has that much. And she just wants to give and to help and to do. And personally, her writing this song called You're Losing Me made me realize that I was in an abusive relationship and her dating somebody who is worth her time, like Travis Kelsey, made me realize I needed to leave my abusive relationship because she is such an icon for women and very young girls growing up now, instead of like in the early 2000s when all we saw was people slut shaming and fat shaming Britney Spears, we have the year of Barbie, Beyonce and Taylor Swift all saying, fuck yeah, womanhood. And like, don't make fun of things that girls like. So that's my pop culture. I'm just like, I I just want everybody to learn that Taylor Swift is phenomenal. I think that everyone should be a Swifty. And it's also been really lovely to see on TikTok, a bunch of boyfriends being like, oh, I'm not going to listen to Taylor Swift. And then hard cut Mm -hmm. to them, like sobbing over her songs. Mm -hmm. It's like, I love it. Yes. Welcome. Audrey is in her Swifty phase and we hear Taylor a lot in this house now. What actually, what mostly we hear is Audrey scream singing to Taylor while uh, she's listening on headphones. So I hear a lot of like from the other room, what used to happen? Blood. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> which is well, very cute. Well, tell Audrey yeah. that she has some friendship bracelets handmade by Mika incoming. Anytime okay. I hear that there's a Swifty out there, I always make yeah. them friendship bracelets. Oh, she's a, it's the she's cutest a big thing fan. ever. 
Yeah. I love That's that. awesome. What an awesome defense of Taylor Swift, too. Yes, like, that was such a passionate like, what's popping, yes. too. Like, I will defend her until the day I die. Oh, that's another small thing. Uh, I have her lyric on my arm, long story short, I survived with a little semicolon because uh, I am, you know, survivor of self-harm and suicidal intentions. And so that's one of her lines from one of her songs that I resonate with. And that's the font of the album that it's from. And so it's permanently on my body. I love that. I your yeah. post about that was really moving as a fellow self-harmer and <laughs> suicidal ideation person who had a grippy sock vacation this year. Those are the real ones. Those are fun. <sighs> but yeah, yeah. you're the way that you articulated it in that post was beautiful. So I Thank appreciate you, you I really being appreciate open that. about it. Yeah. Um Brian. Oh yeah, I can go. Uh what is what's happening for me this week? Look, I'm late to the game, but now I'm thirty five hours into Baldur's Gate three. <gasps> And yes. I have you I fucked anyone yet? <laughs> that was my first question. Who you fucking? Yes. <laughs> well, sorry, in the game or while I'm playing the game? Both. Okay. Yes and no, but I won't tell and you. And a which. dolphin. Uh, that's right. And a dolphin. Yeah. And oh, what I did to that wild boar too. Uh, <laughs> the um, no, I I I started initiating some sort of romance thing at camp. It has not gotten to a a point yet. With whomst? With whomst? Uh, who was it with? Well, I, I started a little something with a star- <laughs> with a Starian. Mm. Uh, there was something with the Starian that's just it feels like it's just taking off. And then I believe, oh, Gail also. <gasps> I was gonna say I'm Gale. a Gail girly. Yeah, Gail. Well, Audrey and I. Okay, I made a real miscalculation uh, <laughs> with Baldur's Gate three because I didn't really know anything about it except D and D game. And I was like, Audrey, come watch this new game. I'm going to start playing. Oh no. And the first scene, they put the tadpole in the eye Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm so sorry, honey, you have to go now. And then I read about it. I was like, Oh, you somehow I missed all the fucking uh, Mm -hmm. discourse on, on Baldur's Gate three. And I was like, okay, you can watch me when I'm like adventuring and fighting monsters and stuff, but otherwise no. Uh, So no, I've not fucked anybody yet, but it feels like, People are about to get fucked. Good. So, Hell yeah. yeah. So many of the games I love, I don't figure out how to play until like hour 20. And oh, then yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, now I get it. Um, I was like this with Elden Ring, where 15 hours in, I figured out how to ride the horse, uh, <laughs> which, okay, that's embarrassing. But also, so many of these, I feel like a lot of these games now, you could try to, you know, I, I as a, a, an elder uh, gamer, so much of my gaming aesthetic and experience was games are meant to be inscrutable and you're completely on your own to figure it out. Mm. And I have to tell myself, no, there's like the moment the game is out, there's some crazy walkthrough posted where if you need help, you can get it. And I've mm. had to get used to just looking how to do shit up. And it feels like a betrayal of my core gaming principles. But also, if I just did it sooner, I would have a better time. So the endless radials there, like with all the different, you know, I I, I tend to prefer spellcasting characters and these things. And like, I just use the same two spells over and over and over again, because that's, you know, what I'm used to. But I'm having a great time. Uh, I'm now in the Underdark <gasps> and exploring there. I just killed a spectator, um, but that was at the tour last year. And also in the game, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm having a great time. I see what all the hype is about. I feel like I finally 35 hours in at like 10 hours ago of game time. 
uh, I was like, okay, now I can, now I understand how this, this kind of all fits together. I'm bad at inventory management though. Oh yeah. As somebody who's played, I think 200 plus hours at this point, um, mm. I think you will like Gale the most. I feel like he, okay. he would be your, your guy. Dude keeps eating my magic though. That's what I don't like about him. That's fair. But it's, I'm sure he has a very good reason. I also, what can I say? I think I'm on the mind flayers side though. That's the only unfortunate part. Like I like, I like mind <laughs> flayers. They seem, they seem nice. This is the, this is the bit I do with every video, video game and movie villain with Audrey. You know, we'll be, you know, we didn't watch Die Hard, but for example, I'll be like, Hans Gruber seems like a good guy, right, Audrey? Doesn't he seem, you know, I think he's got to, you know, he, he really seems like the good, wait, John, no, wait, John McClane's the bad guy. Right. Okay, He's like, I try, see, you know, I see. like, I love to do this to her. Cause be like, daddy, stop it. No, that's a bad guy. I was about you to know. say like, clearly Brian's a mind flyer over here. If he thinks no, that they're cool, like, all right. all right. Look, you can't deny they're sexy. Layden, what's pop? Uh, so I think a couple of weeks ago I popped the YouTube channel dreading, which covers, uh, a lot of true crime stuff. And I think does it in a way that is true crime channels can be, annoying and exploitative. Like there are a bunch that I just can't do, but dreading is like incredibly well-researched, accurate, only cuts in when necessary and is like, has a very dry delivery that I like a lot. And anyway, they're great. Uh, but it got me, one of their videos got me into, um, the Anthony Todd trial, which that's T O D T who is a family Not annihilator. The actor Tony Todd, who is a different no. person. He was a, a family annihilator and they had a condo in Celebration, Florida, which is like the Disney made trying to replicate Main Street town uh, where he killed his entire family and dog uh, and then lived with their bodies for two weeks because oh, he was yes. under investigation by the FBI for fraud. Oh. It's a crazy case. Family annihilators are fascinating to me. Um but I didn't realize that he took the stand in his own defense. And oh, cool guy move. Watching him is nuts. He is the most obnoxious, narcissistic. Like I had to stop watching the video and just do audio because watching his face was pissing me off. But like the most arrogant, I'm better than everyone vibe. And the really smart move by the prosecution is that the DA is a woman mm. and she makes objections to his long-winded answers as he's trying to fake cry about his dead family and she'll call objection. And he immediately, you see the murder in his face and he gets really snotty about it. Uh, and so especially on cross-examination with him, he just becomes a massive bitch. And he clearly thinks that the jury is on his side. Uh, so if people want a really good trial to watch or at least just coverage, like the dreading coverage of that trial is great. There's like an eight-hour long dreading compilation that's like why you never take the stand in your own defense. And it's just, love it. Honestly, he sounds like a pretty good guy with a no, lot of Jesus Christ. points, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, can I do a quick note? You spoke to my heart. I'm a true crime girly. I fall asleep to snapped. I know that says something about me and I don't know what. Just Googled it because that's what I'm going to watch while grinding in Baldur's Gate tonight. We have reached full circle. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, if people, I've rewatched everything from the Chris Watts case like a million times. And mm. so finding this one is like a treat 
treat is not the right word. And a dry, but. dulcet tone. I um, found my new sleep playlist. Oh, it's oh, it, yeah. it, it, the guy's tone is perfect, especially because he will every once in a while cut in with a joke. Like if he's reading a letter from a murderer, he'll just be like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, I love that. Uh, so it hits just right. Uh, anyway, it's time for our final segment that I think we mandatorily need to do one peach each for. So normally this is peaches and lemons, which is three good things and one thing that is a mild bummer. And this week we will be doing one peach each and one lemon theme song for one peach each goes right here. One peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each. Incredible. We'll each start with a lemon, which is a minor bummer. I will go first because I literally already talked about mine, which was taking, not being hit by the trash can, the emotional (laughs) devastation of taking two sips of a latte and then dumping it over my freshly cleaned balcony where I watched it run down the incline further and further away from me while trying to chase after it with a paper towel. Was this a pistachio latte? It it was. I got out of bed and I was like, I need this to live. You nutted all down the street, Layton. I that know. Was good. That was a good one, Thank Brian. you. Thank all right, you. lemons for you. Also, my dog is ripping farts again, which Ooh, she like, only oh, yeah. does when she's on my lap for a recording. It's nuts. Anyway, one of you. Uh, my lemon happened today uh, as well. Uh, Aragorn, while I was hanging out with him in his little turnout pen, uh, decided that he really wanted to come share his goopy spit with me and it it just went all down my face because he loves to give me kisses and like in my shirt somehow and because he's a big animal I was like pushing him away and he's like no mama I love you and then he takes his little big lips and nibbled on my hair and I was like what is (laughs) what is happening that's supposed to be very endearing because when horses groom you that means they care about you but not when they're slobbery yeah I'm sorry yeah it's okay Sweet boy. Brian. I know. Uh, My lemon is after, so for the last, I don't know, three years, if we close our front door too hard, it just won't open. And then I have to take the handle (laughs) off, uh, which is about the upper limit of my home reno ability and like turn the thing. Finally, two days ago, it's like, I'm just not opening anymore. And Rachel and I tried to fix it. We took the fucking handle off, no dice. And eventually I just had to call a locksmith to be like, can you please come replace my door handle? Which is like the most embarrassing thing to ask a locksmith. Cause they're like, you know, you just unscrew it. Right. Cause it's not hard to replace a doorknob, right? It's actually, but you easy. also have a weird doorknob. But, well, yeah, we have a weird doorknob and it genuinely, the thing felt like it wasn't working. So we called this guy, you know, like to get it in, blah, blah, blah. It was like a couple hundred bucks to like fully fix the thing. But also it was very validating. Cause the guy was like, oh yeah, this thing's fucked. Like there's no way to open this. So he had to like really get in there doing a thing I would not have done, like jamming shit in the door to open it. Mm. So we now have a new, <laughs> a new doorknob, but just going through that. You usually love jamming like, shit into things. I yeah, do. That was it, really it, good. It, it's a way of life, I would say, uh, as well as a profession. Um, but the, <laughs> I had to pay a guy to come fix my door, which feels slightly embarrassing. And I didn't want to pay money to get this done, but I had to. That's my it also sounds really But dirty. now we have a new doorknob. Yeah, that's right. It does. Okay, we will now each do one peach each. I will also go first because I like doing these efficiently. Um, for Black Friday a while ago, I got a deeply discounted uh, knockoff Roomba that has been sitting in a box since then because uh, my floor space in my apartment is covered in 
things. And so there wasn't really a path for him. But I set him up earlier today and I cannot tell you how much I immediately love him. I named him in the app Little Guy and I was just following him around, watching him bump into stuff like... It's a little guy. Like I went full dog voice and I want to get googly yeah. eyes for him. So oh, yes. Or drop a knife to him. Mm-hmm. I I love that. Yes. If I didn't have a creature that would be gored mm. by that. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually die. Yeah. 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 Plastic but I think knife. I'm I'm gonna put a big smiley face and I'm just a little guy on him. I think <sighs> I'm gonna do that. Custom That's stickers. Uh, peaches. Can mm-hmm. I do one mini peach and then one normal peach? Yes, absolutely. The mini peach is two seconds. Great. This came in today. <laughs> it's the Fendi oh, Dragonite bag. Oh my God. That's, amazing. Oh my God. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I got residuals <laughs> from Star Trek and I was like, I know where this is going. Um, anyway, <laughs> wow. that was my mini peach. That's great. So my peach is, uh, I'm a Michigan Wolverine. And a couple days ago, we, for the first time in like a decade or over a decade, won the national championships. We are now the winningest team of all time since like the 90s because normally 15-0 and is a perfect season. But because of the national championships, we were 16-0. and It's whatever. We were the best winningest team (laughs) in all of college football this year. We had a giant watch party at my house. A bunch of friends came and they were all like various friends from various parts of my life. And everybody got along and drank and cheered and uh, it was super fun and really phenomenal. And anytime I watch football with my dad, it's really fun. He's the one who got me into it. And so we were both like screaming at the TV and jumping and partying. And uh, it was really good to be a Michigan Wolverine this week. That's awesome. Now, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but you know, I was at U of M for uh, a year as a postdoc as well. What? So we share some Michigan history. Yep. I was I was there from 2010 to 2011. Uh, as a postdoc in the physics department. You're a fellow Wolverine. It also breaks my yeah. heart because I went in 2012. So we could mm, have had crossover. Just miss. Yes. Oh, honestly, I started crying while watching the game because I got so emotional. Like I missed being a Wolverine. I mean, I didn't miss like the academic part of it. No offense, Brian, but no. I just <laughs> miss being on college campuses and, you know, being with my friends. It's an all-time great college town. For sure. Mm -hmm. I would go to Espresso Roma every day for, and Comet also. Comet Comet was the best. Espresso Roma was like if I wanted to sit down and like do some work. Comet was like if I wanted good coffee. Yeah. And nobody knows that it's in the arcade. So it's usually really quiet. Yeah. That's right. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to start crying, Brian. (laughs) Also, Vault of Midnight. So I lived kind of just down the street from Vault of Midnight. Vault of Midnight was a five-minute walk from my house. Vault of Midnight was amazing. Yes, truly great store. One small full circle about that. I was a huge nerd at Vault of Midnight. I tried to work there part-time, but like I didn't have the time for it. I Mm -hmm. went back to visit in 2018. That's about what I went back to, yeah. Really? How did we not see each other? This is bullshit. (laughs) Um, In Vault of Midnight... There was a Critical Role figurine case, like for sale, and Rini was in that case. Oh my god, that's and amazing! And it was like I did. I think I cried. I was like, I this was my first college campus comic book store. I spent all my time in here. I loved it so much. And then my character is here in my campus college bookstore. Like, I love emotional. that for you. So that's so great, Brian. What is your peach? 
Well, I'm going to do a mini real quick too, just to follow up on something I said last week. I had an eye doctor appointment and was told maybe I would need eye surgery to let everybody know I do not need eye surgery. So that all good. Love it. All good. Um, my peach is Jim Roach, uh, producer for NSP and my partner in my kid band, Go Banana Go, got an email uh, yesterday, day before, that said our one of our songs from this year was on the kid charts on Sirius XM for the most weeks of any song in their playlist. All are on their charts for 19 weeks. We have a bona fide kid hit on Sirius XM, Kids Place Live. It is Banana Unana, which is a parody of Havana by uh, yeah, it's a bop. Camila Cabello is that her name? I should fucking know that because <laughs> song. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun stupid song that features a rapping cow, and yeah. uh, it's it, apparently it was a little bit of a hit, a minor kid hit. I love writing kid music; it's so fun. I love working with Jim; he's the best. And we've been lucky enough that they keep playing our stuff on Sirius. And it's like, it, it is just so gratifying to be like, oh, look, I guess this other, you know, other thing I'm doing is kind of a success too. What do you so mean? It's, amazing. Nice. it's a very clear success. Congratulations. Yeah. That's no, amazing. Cause I know how you. much you thank seriously you. love hitting minor. <laughs> I almost made it. <laughs> no, that was, that was very good. But yeah, it's like that, that one, it's so gratifying when a thing like works, right? And that yeah. one is is clearly clearly working. And especially what I really like about that too is I think nobody listening to it has ever even heard of Ninja Sex Party. It's just a completely different audience, mm. you know, than than the normal thing. So getting awesome. to the end of the year, having that be the, you know, I, I don't know if it's the same as the number one song, but song on the charts for the most weeks and having my jazz album chart on the top jazz albums of, you know, it's release. It was a nice, like very validating, you know, sort of thing. And I'm trying, look, I don't like to toot my own horn. I'm trying to get better at it and celebrate the wins. So I'm going to celebrate some nice little music. Water wins your own flowers. Thank that you. Important. Yes. I, like always feel, I hate, I hate doing it. Uh, I was thinking today about when, whenever a friend does something, I'm like, fuck yes. Awesome. That rules. Doesn't matter if it was a success by when I'm just, Great job. And the moment I do something, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, that was fine. Feel that. Yep. And I want to I want to give myself credit where it's due. And you the should. reason that you know that you are talented and successful is that's exactly what all talented and successful people do. Is they're like, well, I could have done better. Bah, I'm fine. But yes. usually yeah. it's the the ones who are not that great and bragging a little too much. And they're like, guys, do you know how fucking amazing I am? Do you oh my know? God. And you're like, yeah. are you? It's called yeah. imposter syndrome. That's right. Yeah. I think yes. some people need a little more shame. Saying is a so person true. whose primary emotion is shame. Yeah. Just I, if I could offload a little on certain people, that would be nice. God, could you imagine yes. if those people had shame? <laughs> the world would would be a lot, a lot better. It would be a nicer world. What a great note to end the conversation on. Yes. Uh, more shame, Mika. everybody, please. Yeah. <laughs> Such a joy, as always, to oh have you. Oh, my God, you. this is the best. Um, Thank you. Yes. Please really have great me to catch whenever. Up. And I mean that please both come back. normal and sexually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you, if people want to check out your stuff, is there anything in particular you would like to plug? Yeah. Uh, I'm not plugging the hell site that some of us uh, still use, but I'm going to plug my Instagram. 
uh, at Mika Burton. And then if you click through on one of my bio or like the links, my horse Instagram is there. It's at Mika Strides. So just come by my Instagram and check out uh, pictures of my horse because right now everything that I have uh, in the irons of the fire are NDA. So great. Love it. Cool. All right, everybody at home, hope you're well. Um, Please don't have sex with dolphins. Or do, just don't let them come in you. Yeah, there you go. That's that's right. Make sure that dolphin pulls out, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you very much. The ultimate stay safe, come hard. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> but not as hard as a dolphin. Yeah. Uh, rip. Late Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. 